Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, visit cdc.gov. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter, at Joy Keys. Also on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. I suggest you follow. I do a lot of giveaways, books, CDs, all types of things, sometimes tickets. So I encourage you to follow. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email me, SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. Thank you so much for your support, you know, past a million downloads. And even when I was on hiatus a bit, I saw you guys that you had been downloading. I appreciate your support. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Well, this month, May, is National Mental Health Awareness Month. Mental health awareness. I'm already aware of mental health. But a lot of people don't realize that they can get help and where to get help and even what may be going on with them. So I thought it was important to have this show. I have three wonderful guests today. Dr. Crystal Lewis, she's here from the National Institute for Mental Health. She is a licensed clinical psychologist and a researcher at NIMH. She conducts research on anxiety treatment, um, assessment, and prevention in children and adolescents. Good morning, Dr. Lewis. Good morning. I'm excited to be here and greatly appreciate the invitation. Thank you. Our other guest, uh, Tasnim uh, Suleiman, I'm sorry. Uh, she's the owner of Taz Talk Therapy. She also is the executive director and founder of Black Men Heal, a nonprofit whose mission is to provide mental health treatment, psychoeducation, and community resources to men of color. Uh, she has a website, uh, blackmenheal.org. You can check it out. Good morning, Taz. Taz oh, gosh, Tazim. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. It's okay. Good morning, Joy. How are you? Thank you for having me. Thank you very much. Also, I want to mention she is also a, a licensed uh, therapist, family therapist, um, counselor. She's in Philadelphia. Um, she works with couples, relationships, sex therapy. Uh, our other guest yes. uh, is a developer uh, of app called Black Therapy Love. Um, and she's the CEO and founder. Her name is Tomina Ward. Good morning. Good morning, Joy. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I just want to let you know her website is 
www.black-love-therapy.com. And it's a site to help you find mental health therapists that look like you, African-American therapists, and also to discuss your issues that you may be going through with other people just to, you know, bounce things off of other people and see that you're not the only one. So, ladies, we are all here in this COVID drama, and anything that we had going on is getting a little heightened right now, maybe a little worse. It was at 10, and now it's at 55. So, uh, let's see. Dr. Lewis, you're dealing with children. Um, Children, it's really hard for them to sit still, uh, not touch things, not, um, you know, deal with their friends and go out and, and, and be running and playing. How can parents or caregivers help the children that they're dealing with right now through this COVID situation? Yeah, I think you're right on point. Um, A lot of children right now are struggling with the limitations of being home, not having their normal routine or structure of going to school. And I think, you know, parents are are really feeling that because they're in the homes with them um, throughout the day. I think for parents, it can be helpful to create a structure at home. So have a bit of a routine for their kids. I know a lot of kids are doing the homeschooling, which is, it's a different structure than regular school. So there's more free time throughout the day. But um, have a plan for getting kids out of the house, having some fun activities outside, some structured playtime with siblings, um, doing family things in the home. I think it is really hard um, just day by day figuring out what you're going to do with the kids in terms of how to entertain them. And I Mm -hmm. think for parents it's important to know, like, each day may look a little bit different, and that's okay. Um, Knowing when to take a break for yourself is really important. But I think for the kids especially is just helping them create a structure and a plan of what the day is going to look like, giving them options, um, and specific to to COVID-19. And I I think it's really just helping kids to know how to stay safe. And so if you are going out or going into the grocery store, it's just teaching them um, that it's important to either wear your gloves and washing your hands. Um, But I think you're right, especially with kids, because they're all over the place, it can be a little bit difficult to know really how to, how to keep them safe. So having those conversations and just creating the structure around that could be helpful for parents. Now, you know, when you're not used to being around your kid all day, uh, mm-hmm. some people are like, oh, you know, I'll get a chance to be around my kid. Yay. Oh, I miss you so much. But you're there like 24-7, like literally. <laughs> um, you know, in terms of the issue of abuse and discipline, like there's this line um, mm-hmm. how can, you know, parents deal with that in terms of not constantly disciplining their children every five seconds, just because, you know, it's mm-hmm. an unusual situation. Um, how, how can they handle that situation? Because both parties are not used to being around 24 seven, you know, the child and the exactly. Right. That's a great question. I think it creates an interesting dynamic when the children are home more hours and parents might be getting frustrated, especially if they're trying to balance out their work from home duties or just or just in general being stressed with having the children around. I think it's important for parents to um, know their, I'll say not limitations, but know when they're feeling stressed, know when they're reaching that point when they need a break. And, you know, mm-hmm. this is closely, this can be closely tied to just abuse and excessive discipline is when you're 
flying off the handle and getting frustrated at your child's behaviors, you know, then it's you're more prone to do disciplining and maybe more extreme measures. And so if you can figure out in yourself when you're feeling that stress, when you need a break and creating some separation between your child and yourself if possible, and that might just even be physically in the home of taking time to go to your room or a different room, um, mm-hmm. engaging in some relaxation activities, so things that you enjoy. Put those, put those headphones on, listen to some music, um, just making sure that you're getting time to yourself. That I think that can really help. That's wonderful. Um, I just want to also let the people know there's an organization called childhelp.org. Um, they have a chat line 24-7. Um, it's the Child Help Na- National Child Abuse Hotline. Um, so if you're having any issues, you want to call them. Their website mm-hmm. is childhelp.org, um, and you, you can go there because child abuse does affect children, and a lot of child abuse is caught in schools by teachers um, or, you know, their caregivers outside of the home, and right now the kids are not able to do that. So um, if you as a neighbor or you as a child happen to be listening to this or here for some reason, there are people out there to help you, and um, you can reach out. Now, um, uh, Ms. Suleiman, you have uh, the Black Men Heal organization, and but that was really brave. Like, men don't like going to therapy. I mean, isn't that stereotypical? Like, I mean, how did you think to do this and think that it was going to be received? Mm-hmm. Well, that was definitely the stereotypical idea that I think even myself had instilled in me was, oh, okay, black men don't go to therapy. Um and, but the idea was conceived because in my private practice, when I would get men of color, I would just recognize how needed it was, how much it was stretching and growing me as a clinician, um, and how much I was learning about the layers of men that I wasn't necessarily privy to as a woman in relationship with men outside of the therapy room. I felt like I got to see a lot more of the vulnerability and the complexity uh, layers of men in the therapy room, and I I wanted that space for more of them. And I just felt like um, a lot of my clients, therapy is expensive, um, and a lot of therapists don't take insurance. I felt like I wanted that opportunity for more men of Mm -hmm. color who I knew who may not have been able to afford it or who may not have had the mindset yet or the insight or foresight to know that it's something that they need. And I wanted to create that space. We were talking a lot about the need for it, but I wanted to do less talk and just do more serving. So that's how it kind of came about. And um, But to my surprise, to my pleasant surprise, once um, so in our organization what we do is we give out eight free sessions to men of color. We also okay. find we recruit therapists of color to donate those eight sessions to the men. So we recruit therapists of color to donate one hour a week to service the men so we can kind of jumpstart their healing journey. Um, And so we we take away the barriers of why men of color would not specifically, the research says, might not go to therapy, which might be cost Mm. or being Mm -hmm. able to find a therapist who is culturally competent who could relate to their unique um, cultural experiences. No, I didn't. Mm -hmm. But, again, yes. But to my pleasant surprise, once we put out that call of, hey, free therapy, 
we got flooded, and we continue to get flooded um, just for the past 24 hours, how many applications of men that have come in. Me and my partner are like, oh, my God, are you seeing this? So um, I felt like that was um, the best part of it was seeing that, wait a minute, this is kind of disproving the stereotype that black men don't go to therapy because we put mm-hmm. out this call and we're getting so flooded that we were like, oh, wait a minute, we don't have this much resources or spots available <laughs> for all of the men who are applying. I, so, I remember so I met you. You tried to one. talk me. Yeah. You, I remember I met you at the Council for a Relationship. You're like, but don't you want to do this? And I was uh-huh. like, I don't know. How are men going to receive me? And, um, you know, at the time I yeah. was working, I think I was working with um, teenage uh, African-American and Latino boys. Um, and I will mm-hmm. agree with you. It's amazing that long as the barrier is not there and there are people who are receptive to them or open to them, it's um, mm-hmm. amazing how the connection you can make um, is helping people and how they open up. You know, I was just surprised myself, and I wasn't expected at the beginning to work with teenage boys because um, I'm mm-hmm. a woman. I was just like, mm. But then by the end of the year, <laughs> it was like, oh, my God, Miss Keys. Oh, I love you, Miss Keys. You know, it was just amazing how mm-hmm. that they actually opened up and, and were, uh, were there and present and um, mindful, if you will. What are the top issues that black men are coming to black men heal with? What are maybe the top three issues? Um, definitely depression and anxiety always at the top issues um, that we see. But um, also some of the men are just, you know, struck, like they, they'll say things like, I just want to be a better father or I want to be a better husband. Um, or I'm struggling with trying to forgive my mother or I've had traumas in my past that I might need to work out. Um, or I'm feeling, um, you know, like not, not, not enough. Like I don't feel like uh, almost like imposter syndrome. I don't feel like I'm enough, even if I, you know, if I do have a successful job and not having enough spaces, a lot of them just say that they just don't have the outlets. Like when they get stressed, Mm. it's like they feel like they have to keep that internalized and they're not sharing. Um, and men don't, uh, typically share as much. So this is giving them yeah, that as women. safe space opportunity. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now, um, we have another guest here. I don't want to forget about her. <laughs> She's also very <laughs> important in this um, pathway to healing uh, for African-Americans. Um, so, Tomina, tell us about this app and how you just, like, uh, some of the reasons I hear or that the guests have already spoken why you created this app, because there, there was no space for African-Americans. Tell us more about that. Absolutely. Yes. So I was on my journey looking for a therapist that looked like me, and I was having difficulties. Um, Before I started this journey, I didn't know about therapy for black girls. I I wasn't aware about um, a lot of the other resources. So I immediately went to the app store, and I was like, hey, you know, let let me see if there is something out there. And I I couldn't find one. Um, So that right there sparked the motivation behind trying to create something for us myself. Um, so I started doing research and, you know, just realizing that there are so many beautiful black therapists that are out there and willing and, and there for us um, to help us heal. So um, that was the initial reason behind it. Um, and when mm-hmm. I started creating the app, I wanted to have a place where we could all come together and build rapport with the therapist. Um, the dashboard actually has mental health topics from depression to anxiety to, to suicide to trauma. And if you click on one of those topics, 
you can have discussions back and forth, you know, not feeling alone in, you know, one of your issues, one of the things that you're dealing with, but it also pulls a specific therapist that specializes in that area. So it helps to take the guesswork out of who can actually help me with some of the trauma or some of the issues that I may, I may be dealing with. Um, and mm-hmm. to also our, our, our directory, our directory actually has videos. Um, each of the therapists, um, they, they're able to speak to their what and also their why. And I wanted to allow the user to be able to make that emotional connection with that therapist and be like, hey, you know, I saw or I heard something that, that Marcel Craig said or that Miranda Campbell mentioned, and I want to call her. I want to see, you know, how much, how much she, can, she can help, and, and, and let's move forward with that relationship. I really like the video aspect when I went on there because normally it's just a name. You see the credentials and you see their, you know, specialties. And like say you have insurance that does pay for it. It's just like this black and white thing. You have no idea, you know, Mm. is this person somebody that I feel comfortable with that I'm going to open up to. And, you know, even when I was in school for, you know, undergrad and grad school, um, they always um, encouraged us as therapists, as social workers, um, to go to therapy for ourselves so that we can be mm-hmm. on the other side of the the picture and see how our clients are feeling. Um, so mm-hmm. that is important um, as well for the therapist. So the video just really just brought to another level. So I, I really appreciate you doing that. Um, and um, I also, do you mind me, I want to mention to the audience, she is a Marine. <laughs> she's serving our country, and um, she's on active duty right now. So please, everybody, you know, give her, like, the fist up, everything, because she's doing this, and she's also serving our country. So thank you so much for both of these things that you do. A really, really um, amazing job. Um, now, Dr. Lewis, um, in terms of this anxiety how does this present in children? You know, how do you know that the child is just not, you know, maybe just a little upset for the moment? Is it a pattern? How do we know that this is something we need to take our children to a therapist about, you know? Right. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think developmentally it might shift a little bit depending on the age of the child. But definitely what signs of anxiety that we look for um, in children are that it seems like there may have been a shift in behavior in that they are a little bit more um, clingy or needing reassurance. So maybe some of the things that they were able to do independently, they're not able to do now, and they constantly want a parent or just a a close, trusted figure around them. We might have Mm -hmm. kids who ask more questions about what's happening, um, and that can be an indicator that, you know, you give them an answer, but it's not enough. It's never enough. They keep asking questions. I think behaviorally, kids can have more tantrums. They might have more times where they're acting out, um, they're crying, see more, just seem a little bit more emotional. Um, I think, you know, anxiety can be manifested in different ways, but with our kids, it's important we have a dialogue to talk to them about how they're feeling. And as adults mm-hmm. and parents, kind of modeling that we are in scary times right now and it is okay to be scared, but talking, talking to them about, you know, what are their fears. So a lot of times kids will talk about they are fearful, specific to COVID right now, but of getting sick or family members getting sick or being separated. Mm-hmm. So you would yeah. look for, you know, yeah, you would look for the specific behaviors. So it might be more tantrums, just more behavioral manifestations. But a lot of times 
um, with the older kids, anxiety is an internalizing disorder. So you may not see that. It may come out differently in terms of irritability or anger, or it's just a child who's more to themselves and they're sitting there with all these anxious thoughts. And so it's important to kind of talk to them and get a sense of what they are thinking about, what they're focused on. Okay, that's good. That's good. So now, um, uh, Ms. Suleiman, in terms of the men, are you doing only men now or doing couples? And what are you mm-hmm. seeing in terms of this depression? You talked about depression being one of the top three mm-hmm. for men. Is it getting worse now? Um, how? What about medication? Um, are people able to get mm-hmm. to their medicine if they need it? Because many people take medication for mm-hmm. depression, nothing to be ashamed of, um, just to get through. Right. So what are you seeing? Well, um, I do think depression and anxiety is increasing significantly right now during this time of COVID because we are all living in so much uncertainty, and that uncertainty is definitely um, definitely affecting uh, men um, and their their thoughts of whether or not they'll be able to provide or, you know, like not having the answers is a, a very difficult mm-hmm. thing, but for some reason men feel like they should have the answers or shouldn't not have the answers when, in reality, we're all in this together, right? Um, right. But <laughs> we're seeing that uh, none of us have the answers right now. But we are seeing that um, anxiety, I think, is increasing maybe even more so than depression. They can be so co-interrelated, though, because one could definitely spark the other, and then they can kind of both exist together. But um, a lot of our men that come through are not on medications. Uh, We see many, a a large percentage of our men have never been in therapy before. Um, Many of them have, but mostly they have not. So they're like coming to Blackman Hill for that first, um, for that first experience to see what it's like. So a lot of them are not on medications. And and currently right now we don't have, um, psychiatrists who are a part of our network, we're working on getting that, but we can make referrals, but psychiatric care, even in my private practice, it's, it's difficult. Um, it's a, it's a very difficult system to navigate, um, to find appropriate referrals, or even if you do uh, refer a client to psychiatric, if they're using insurance, they could, it could be months of a wait. Um, so, the psychiatric part is something that we definitely still want to build up in, in Blackman Hill. Um, but we, okay. we haven't had a lot of clients in which we've had to refer to, um, to psychiatry. And we don't take, um, like, uh, crisis needs. And so that does eliminate us, like, having to refer out for higher levels of care also. Well, that's good that, I mean, you're you're seeing that, that they're at least coming and they're so that before something, I guess, escalates. Um, but um, what Tomina has, Tomina, um, what are you seeing when people logging on now? Where do you see or what subject matter are people looking at more? Do, can you tell that in your app um, if they're looking more at depression or anxiety or love? Because, Tomina, think about this. How are people going to have a relationship now? How are you going to go on a oh. date? you got a face <laughs> on. <laughs> Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, well, you know, they're uploading, so it, they're, it's, it's similar to an Instagram. So um, based off of the, the subject, they're uploading so that the topics are equally used, to be honest with you, anxiety, panic disorder. Um, so they're, they're all through the app as far as the different topics. Nothing, like, really mm-hmm. uh, drilled down on um, just because, of course, there's such a range of uh, issues that we deal with, so they're using them all. 
Now, what about people's um, security and like HIPAA? Because look, I don't want John down the street to know that I have anxiety and I'm dealing with this problem. How do I know that your app is like a safe place, you know, for me to discuss these things and literally safe in terms of somebody hacking or something? Yeah, well, actually, so um, you only disclose what you want to disclose on your profile. Um, so you don't have to, you know, any personal information does not have to be uploaded in the app. Um, that way, you know, it's totally safe. You know, don't have to track, it doesn't track back to you. Um, you disclose what you want to disclose. Well, apps are really cool now because, you know, the whole like swipe left, swipe right type of thing. Um, you know, young people, that's all they do. I remember my daughter, when she was younger, she would all she'd be doing was text. And, when, and if she was actually on the phone, I was like, oh, this is serious. Like, you know, th- th- there's some serious <laughs> issue going on. You know, serious for a high schooler. You know what I mean? Um, but now she's grown and um, she's like all into the Instagram and they have this TikTok thing. Um, uh, 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 Ms. Uh, Dr. Lewis, how do you feel these um, new like social media has affected anxiety in children? Has it helped a place an outlet or has it made it worse because people are getting bullied and things like that? <laughs> That's a great question. I think obviously that comes up often in sessions with parents and how to limit social media. I think for some kids, um, it's really a good outlet for them, the kids who really enjoy kind of the creative um, the creative piece of making videos and engaging with peers on social media, through social media. So we know with TikTok being very popular right now, um, kids mm-hmm. really enjoy that interaction. But I think, you know, you have to be careful. A lot of what I say with social media is it's not so much how much time they're spending on it, but whether they're engaging, the quality of that time and what they're doing. So there's a difference between being on the phone and scrolling and just reading people's posts and comments and passively, like, viewing that information um, versus engaging, sending messages, connecting, and socializing. So specific to the bullying piece, when kids are on social media and they're using it as a platform to see kind of what the gossip is in school, who's talking about who or who's talking about them, that can become mm-hmm. more detrimental to mental health as there's no disconnection between school and home and, that, and those social difficulties. Um, right. And then also it can lead to just the comparison piece of when you're on social media and you're just scrolling and Instagram looking at pictures or TikTok looking at people who you want to be like, that can affect our just the child's general self-esteem, sense of self. And so it is important to have that balance between um, how much time they're spending on social media, what they're doing, the quality of time. And then, again, it's specific to each child. So if there is a child who is presenting with anxiety or depression, we know then that social media can have more of an impact. So it's really just important to monitor that and see kind of how they're engaging and what they're doing. But you're right. I, I think, you know, uh, social media has impacted, you know, it's impacted uh, mental health significantly. Yeah, definitely. Um, the whole bullying thing um, in, in the mm-hmm. recent years has been uh, really a, a, a problem. Um, now, Ms. Suleiman, so with the men, do you talk in a group? Do you talk one-on-one? And are there different types of therapy that you use with the men? Because many people yeah. don't realize that there's there's not just one therapy. I mean, there's different ways of having Absolutely. therapy. Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure, yeah, and that's a good question. So, um, so one part of our program um, service is that we give one-on-one individual therapy. That's the eight free sessions that the men get, so they can apply for that. And we're starting a new cohort in June. So now they could apply now, even though that list uh, is very extensive. But, um, but they can certainly apply. And then we had also developed a group therapy model as well that we implemented for the first time um, 
in cohort three, but because of COVID, right when we were about to start the group, we actually couldn't, you know, continue with the group. Um, everything had to go to telehealth. So what we did was we, like everyone else, we had to get creative about, oh, what can we do in the midst of these circumstances? So we created like a online virtual platform, Safe Space for Men Weekly, and every week there's a different topic um, surrounding mm-hmm. mental health and a different host. Um, so we have licensed therapists, and then we have just mental health advocates who host, and it's called King's Corner. So it's a virtual safe space for men, and it has been mind-blowing what we're getting so this has been the silver lining of COVID is I don't think we're going back to the group. I think we're going to continue King's Corner just way beyond COVID because now we're able to reach men all over the country. We even have men from the U.K. who join this call. But it is a wow, beautiful thing to great. see the way. Oh it, it's, it's amazing what's, what's happening on this call. The men are flooding into it. They are supporting each other. They are showing each other love. They're holding each other up, uplifting them. So it's it's amazing. Um, I mean, the brothers have been like crying on this call. It has been amazing what's what's happening from it. So now we're being really creative with it. Um, you asked earlier about is there space for women? Currently, we're not servicing women for individual therapy, but we're going to have a couple of King's Corner topics. We're going to do one for couples where the um, men can actually bring their partners onto the call, and myself and another licensed therapist, Alfonso Nathan, are going to host that um, and give couples relationship strategies. So it's a great way to give – it's another mental health resource. It's not actually Mm -hmm. a therapy group because the men can come in and they can come out. They can join based off of their different topics. Tomorrow the topic is Tell life them, after sports. Let me, so many, I just, I'm sorry, oh, I'm we just sorry. Need, we're going to get ready. We're running out of time. I'm sorry. But tell them the phone okay. number they can call and also tell them your, your website. Well, they, uh, there's no number, but they can go to blackmanhill.org to sign up for individual therapy. And it's blackmanhill.org slash King's Corner to sign up for the weekly groups. Okay. And um, Tomina, tell them your website, and um, and it doesn't cost any money, right? The app doesn't cost any money, right? The app is absolutely free. You can download it from the, uh, my website. Uh, it's black-love-therapy. Also, Instagram. Um, Instagram is black underscore therapy underscore love, and you can download it from there. Well, thank you so much, ladies, for coming on, Dr. Lewis. Thank you for sharing your insights about children and anxiety. Uh, Ms. Suleiman, thank you yes, for doing course. what you're doing with Black Men Heal. And uh, Tomina, thank you're you welcome. for serving and also creating this app. Thank you all. I really appreciate thank you taking you so the much. time today. Thank you very much. You have a wonderful weekend, okay? Thank you. Thank you as well. Okay. Thank you, everybody, okay. for tuning in. Please remember to check out these different organizations. If you need help, don't be afraid to reach out. Um, don't be ashamed, um, as she was just talking earlier, Ms. Suleiman, she was getting men from the U.K. So it's people all over the globe dealing with issues, and they might be able to help you. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to have another guest coming on, um, Dr. Shana L. Redman, about her book, Dealing with Paul Robeson. Um, it's the Everything Man. So stay tuned for that. See you shortly. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is working to help keep you and your community safe from the threat of novel or new coronavirus. Take the following everyday steps to help avoid the spread of all respiratory viruses. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. Cover your cough or sneeze with a tissue. Throw the tissue away and then wash your hands. 
Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects or surfaces, such as remote controls and doorknobs. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. And stay home if you are sick. Call your health care provider if you develop fever, cough, or difficulty breathing. For more tips, Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.